RSL announces a major club announcement, the team loses to Seattle on the road, and we preview the next game against a team that performed pretty poorly in the CONCACAF Champions League. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake podcast. This is your co-host Josh, and here with me is your other co-host Dax. How you doing, Dax? I'm doing really good this fine evening, Josh, and I'm happy because we have a whole bunch of content to to talk about. Wow, you're you're happy about <laughs> the episode this week. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not like the best <laughs> content to talk about. Not, um, yeah, but like, it's... I get what you mean. It's, it's it's almost more fun to analyze the games where we do poorly because uh-huh. it's like this There's went more. wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong. Whereas when we win, we're just like, great, let's keep doing that. <laughs> also, like I like it, it's 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 a it's a world of trade offs, right? Because like when you when they do well then you're then you get excited and you're like oh my gosh rsl's actually good and then when they Mm -hmm. do when they do bad it's like oh my gosh they suck and here's why so either way we have a lot to talk (laughs) about i think about i I think but i mean that's why we started the podcast in the first first place because we like to well i i want to do a podcast because i like to hear myself talk um you I, i guess you probably did it because you like soccer or something like that um yeah that's why but regardless we are here i'd I'd prefer that this wasn't recorded but it's fine how else are we gonna make money (laughs) oh we're making money (laughs) yeah dude we're up to three (laughs) dollars um but yeah regardless of the reasons why we're here we are here to talk about rsl soccer um yes so first take thing, it away first thing there is a major club announcement Woo. <laughs> um, i love how they, like the way they posted it the infographic that they attached mm-hmm. i just i just love it it's it's funny <laughs> I, I saw some people comment because like they posted like there's like a picture of the field and you have like the skyline of salt lake like downtown salt lake like right behind it mm-hmm. and some people were posting like i'm really confused by this graphic are they saying that we're like rio tinto is moving to like where like are they going to demolish east high and put rio tinto right there like <laughs> what what are they telling us with this thing How, they could never east high is now a historical monument to one of the greatest movie franchises in history. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like everyone, I feel like the, the high school musical had like a grip on the early 2000s. I wouldn't call it one of the greatest movie franchise. Have you, have no, you seen... I, I guess I'm just still living in the early 2000s because it's got a grip on me, Dax. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to sing one of the songs for us, Josh? Like, what's what's your favorite um, song from High School Musical? You know what I uh, the we're all in this together song is is stuck in my head now. Now that you mention it, well, that's that's pretty basic. Not gonna lie. yeah, but obviously the best song is "Get Your Head in the Game." Clearly, mm-hmm. yeah, really good stuff. Let's start Zach a petition. Uh, yeah, Zach Efron. Let's, in some let's... in some tight baseball pants. Who doesn't love that? Sheesh, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that's huh. you're making me rethink <laughs> some things here. <clears throat> but anyways, I I think that is a possibility. That they move um, the stadium. Oh, I don't know. It's a stretch. It would be a real stretch. 
I know, I know, like, because how, what's the capacity of the Bees stadium? That's what people have basically been saying, that maybe we're going to move to where the Bees stadium is. But I thought the Bees stadium was a lot smaller. It is. It's It seats 15,000. Yeah, so... We definitely sell would... out every game if that was the case. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm totally losing my voice. They would have to expand the Bees stadium significantly if yeah. they wanted to do that. So... Uh... It's probably not that. So so what is it? What's the likely thing? Well, I mean this may come let's to hear. let's this may come as a shock to some of our listeners, but we think that the major club announcement is we need to add like drum roll sound effects in here. The major club announcement is that the Utah Royals are coming back. Well, I guess they left, and now they're called the Kansas City Current. But they're coming back to Salt Lake, and they will be a part of the RSL franchise under the Blitzer ownership group. That is our prediction. Yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet. And that that's what everyone was saying on the Twitters, so... We, yeah. We no that actually we made news. all of that up. We made all of that up. We didn't hear it from from anyone else. <laughs> if if that's what the announcement is, I think that's awesome. Yeah. It'll be good to have them back. They were like really good for yeah. the 3 years we had them. <laughs> this is this is true. Um and Oh, I was going to say something. Oh, and we, we kind of did some research on, like, what actually happened. Um, and basically, they left under the old... Because they were, they were all under the same ownership group. RSL, the Monarchs, the Royals, they were all under the same ownership group. And then when that thing with the other owner happened, um, they were basically like, um... Yeah, we're going to go to Kansas while you guys figure out what's going on here. But we'll make it really easy for us to come back once you guys do figure out what, you know, what's up. Um yeah, supposedly we there was like an agreement with the league and WSL that once um the Real Salt Lake organization, I guess, had new ownership and everything was settled they would have like the option to bring the royals back i think at the earliest 2020 was it 2023 or 2024 yeah, 2023 yeah okay that was the earliest so like everyone has kind of figured that this was in the works and the new ownership has said that they want to make that a priority and they want to bring the Royals back. So yeah, I think, I think it will happen. But I, yeah, I, th I think there, that is like, yeah, it's a pretty good shot. That's what the announcement's going to be. Although I'm still holding out that they announced that RSL is going to be the newest, um, MLS expansion team, but they're going to move to Vegas. Cause disgusting. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> no, See, cause, cause, see, I would already be a Vegas fan, cause obviously, but then I wouldn't even have to learn any new players. <laughs> I would just be like, "Hey, it's the same guys." Yeah, that would make me sad. Then they'd trade for Aaron Herrera, and he would be <laughs> reunited with all his buddies. I mean, well, why not Tate Schmidt? I think Tate <laughs> Schmidt is. No, I can't even say he's better. He's. It, I mean, give him credit where credit is due. He's walked into a starting spot at Houston. Although, I could probably make the Houston roster. <laughs> yeah. But, Do you want to hear my out there theory for the club announcement? I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. New club record signing. Guess, you'll never guess who. Messi? Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Could you imagine? I actually saw someone on Twitter say that. They're like, they're like, we've done it. We signed <laughs> Messi to RSL. Hey, rumors are that Messi really loves to ski. He does. Mm. How does he ski in like France? He hops in his private jet and he flies somewhere. I don't know. Dude, do you think does he have a private jet? Private jets are expensive. They cost like fifty million dollars a year just to maintain. If he doesn't have a private jet, I would be shocked. Let's see, what's his salary? He's probably got one. Ronaldo, I'm sure, has a private jet, so forty one million dollars a yeah, year. I think he'd be okay. I don't know, man. Those planes they're expensive. <laughs> Well, but yeah, that's not really going to be what happens, but that would I will let myself dream of that tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's no way we signed Messi. I mean, we we signed Gomez. That was the the biggest fee that we've ever play, paid for a player. And it was 3 million. Those... We'd have to like quadruple that to even get a sniff. Come what okay what did what did PSG pay for? I think PSG. like a hundred plus million. Ninety one million. Oh, only ninety. They paid more for Neymar than they did for Messi. Yeah, dude. I think Neymar wow. Neymar went to PSG when he was like in his prime prime. Yeah, he wasn't it a hundred and ten million or something. Yeah, it was. And then the... they were like Mbappe. We will pay you so much money we can't even count it. And he was like, mm, I don't know. Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe. Teenage mutant ninja turtle looking dude. Just <laughs> runs really fast. Yeah. Oh, man. What if we uh, sign yeah. Mbappe? That'd be dope. Even if we were like, we'll give you the entire... You can be the, the owner of Real Salt Lake and play for them. He'd be like, not enough. <laughs> I, what is our... I'm looking all this stuff up. RSL Net worth? worth? Yeah. Uh, I bet it's like, like 15 million. I think it's 25. Oh! 420. A... Million? Yeah. Wow, we were way off. Yeah, why would it be worth fifteen I meant, million? When I said twenty five, I meant like twenty five K. Like twenty well, you know, twenty no, I can't. Twenty five thousand? I made no sense. <laughs> RSL is worth twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> I could take uh, yeah. out a loan and buy RSL right now. <laughs> We should move on. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Um, major club announcement. They're going to announce it at the home opener, right? Like before the home opener? Yes. So you should get there early, Dax. I'll try, dude. I mean, yeah, I, I want to get there early. Although it is supposed to rain all day, and it's going to be like probably in the low 40s. So I will be code. Last wow, last... that's like Sitka weather. <laughs> okay, well up in Logan, it's been snowing all day. So what? Yeah. What do you got, bro? Step off. Um. But right. I, I, I don't think it can get worse than last season's home opener. As long as the game doesn't get delayed by two hours, you know that's not that hard to beat. <sighs> Um, yeah, but also we would probably win if that happened. So, I mean, you're not mm -hmm. wrong. We'll just mm -hmm. like freeze them out, freeze out Austin. Does it's it even get cold in Austin? I know it gets hot, but does it get cold? They're desert dwellers down there. I don't know. I'm not gonna look up the weather. I've I've already looked up too many things this episode. I've reached my quota. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that is that is a thing, and we will definitely report on it. Um, 
when it happens. I've never been to a Royals game. Have you been to a Royals game? Not in person, no. Huh. I remember, I, I, I feel like I watched a couple of their games. Honestly, the, the most I pay attention to women's soccer is the uh, USWNT. Um, yeah, they were doing the She Believes Cup a while ago. Yeah. That's all I know. I'm, I watched I'm going to be of the honest. Games. I'm going to put this out there. If the Royals come back, can we fully cover them as well? Sure. It'll just be like, double the that... work. We'll have to release two episodes a week instead of one. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have to do that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, sure. I guess it depends, but like, I want to cover the Royals, and I want to follow them more. I didn't follow them as closely as I should have back then because I was doing school. That's fine. Do you want to cover the Monarchs too? Good question. Are they going to televise the Monarchs games? On Apple TV. Because they're because... an MLS Next Pro, right? Yes. I have no idea. I don't even... Are the are the NWSL games, where are they televised? Oh, shoot. I don't know. We'll have no. to do some research. Yeah, we will. But if, if the Monarchs games are accessible, I will watch them. I will try. Because I want to watch Axel Kai run around and get excited i mean sure yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how good the monarchs are doing they haven't even started when does the usl start i don't know it's not now okay um well we yeah, yeah we definitely have some research to do does the nwsl do playoffs like the mls does also not sure Okay, but they're out there is listening and knows the answers to these questions. Please tell us. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's something I want to mention. There's a little Q&A thing that I added to the episodes. So, I think the question is like what do you want us to talk about next episode? I don't like So, if you guys want to say, you know, want us to talk about something, go ahead and leave us a reply and then I guess we'll talk about it. Try to keep it soccer related, but they can ask personal if, questions. If you want us to talk about our favorite taco, then how many different how many different varieties of tacos are there? Um, like I can think of like three maybe, like, but I'm also not a taco connoisseur. I'm not either. I don't know. Hopefully no one asks that question, because I think we'd be stumped. <laughs> well, actually, no, I know my answer. So, you can ask that question. Josh will be As, stumped. I mean, like, are we just going by different types of meat, or... <laughs> like, Amateur. are we factoring in Amateur. hard shell and soft shell? <laughs> like, because I would definitely go with a hard shell chicken base. No, you can't give taco. away your answer because then they're uh. not going to ask you. <laughs> keep it, oh, just, just keep it in your mind and then like okay. tuck it away for later because someone might actually ask that question. If you ask that question, you need to define a few. Like, like we need, set we the need bounds parameters. Or yeah, but, don't set uh, the bounds and I can say like breakfast soup. taco or something like that because that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Okay, enough about tacos, but yeah. A taco, I'm just imagining eggs and hash browns and some, like, sausage chopped up in and a, a taco. Tortilla. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. But it's, but it's not a burrito. It's a taco. I think Taco Bell had, like, a <laughs> waffle taco or something like that. Wow. Which actually sounds kind of good. Hmm. Anyways um yeah q a leave us questions if you want us to answer your question um but yes josh we can cover the royals that's a lot of soccer if if well if we i think i could do the royals if we end up covering the monarchs that's a lot of soccer i wouldn't well, have time for anything else we i wouldn't force you into it we'd both have to agree to it but like no i i agree to it right now 
<laughs> I was trying to take the pressure off you, but okay. I agreed to it. No, it'd be it'd be fun to watch the Royals. Um, the NWSL compared to other women's leagues is the best league, right? Or does the uh... the, the the women's Premier is that is their women's Premier League better? I don't know. I would say they're probably pretty close. Like I know that a lot of the national team play like Alex Morgan went from a team here over to like Chelsea, I think. But she plays for San Diego now. She does? Pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're pretty even because players have yeah. bounced back and forth between the two. I do remember there was like an exodus from the NWSL during COVID to the Women's Premier League. Hmm. I think it was because they were playing and the NWSL wasn't. But um, yeah, uh, Alex Morgan plays for the San Diego Wave. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> I bet they do the wave a lot at their games. <laughs> that seems a little on the nose, if you ask me. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, so let's yeah we'll we'll call that good for the major club announcement. Um, stay tuned for what it actually is, because we could be totally wrong. True. Now, some of you may have noticed that RSL played a game last week. It, it was kind of a game to forget, but we're going to talk about it anyways because it sounds like fun. Um, so RSL played the Seattle Sounders and lost. This was in Seattle. Lost 2-0. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts? The mm. <laughs> You're like, they where to were, start? Yeah, they were better in every way. They fully deserve to win. The other um, team played better. <laughs> we we were never in the game. I, I love how our first half strategy was to recreate the magic of the 2021 playoffs. Hey. And uh and we were like, you know what? We we are gonna beat you again without taking a single shot. And by halftime, it was like, all right, <laughs> well, that's not going to work again. <laughs> like, dang it, we actually have to score? We Well, we actually have to actually try to score. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't take a single shot in the first half. So, yeah, it it was a tough game to watch. And while it was really bad, like, this could be a learning experience for everyone but i'm really thinking of pablo because if i'm being honest i think we were just completely outmaneuvered tactically and uh i can get into that more later mm -hmm. um but yeah it was it was not good mm -hmm. well so. so i will say that we performed significantly better than our rocky mountain cup um competitors yeah. um so that that's good and yeah. mcmath had a really great game yeah. again and it could have easily been four five zero if yeah. mcmath didn't do as well as he did so and good I, on him i don't you might disagree with me on this but i honestly think they played pretty well defensively it was just the fact that um Seattle had so much pressure pressure and so much possession that like eventually they were just going to break through. Eventually someone was going to make a mistake um and um they 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 were going to score. Um Yeah. I I feel yeah, like... like Sorry, you can go. Well, I was just going to break down the goals. Uh let me let me say one thing before we do that. So I feel like if the possession was a little more even and RSL got more meaningful possession, because 
and the the stats ended up being 60 40 but we both agreed that it was more like 70 30 when the game was actually like being played um so if rsl could have evened that out to like 60 40 or maybe like 55 45 i feel like it would have been only one zero and maybe rsl gets a couple of chances um but yeah like i feel like they were pretty strong defensively and honestly the offense let the defense down in the sense that couldn't maintain possession and um it, it just the pressure built up and then that they, they scored two goals so um yeah those are kind of my initial thoughts on on the game yeah yeah i completely agree with you like they're I can point at at things that happened for each goal scored mm-hmm. and be like, that wasn't good enough. But you're right. Like, if, honestly, any team in the league under that much pressure, they're going to concede goals. Yeah. It's just going to happen. For, for that amount of time and just, it, just the inability to get out of your own half. That's really yeah. what did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they they scored the first goal in what the thirty fifth minute. Sounds right. Um, and that was the Jordan Morris header where he got over both Glad and Brody, and then they scored their second goal in was it the fifty fifth minute? The fifty eighth. Fifty eighth, and that one was like, um glad cleared it and it wasn't a great clearance and then mcmath got a punch and it wasn't a great punch and we just like couldn't get out like you were saying yeah and the ball kind of bounced around and landed to a sounders player and then it was just like a quick cross and a redirect into the goal yeah which that one was very much just like we've been defending forever unable to clear and we can't get out yeah Yeah. we can't relieve the pressure so but but Sorry. like the, you, you go finish finish what you're saying. Sorry, I was just I was just gonna say like, the first 15 minutes, we looked decent, and I felt like it was even. But even though we were like passing the ball around, we weren't ever a real threat. Mm-hmm. And then from like the 15 minute mark all the way to the 70 minute mark, it was 100% Seattle. They were like so so dominant yeah and by the time we started having possession again it was because they they literally let us have possession they were like all right we're up to zero yeah we'll sit back and you can pass it around on your back line and we don't care but Yeah. yeah no it's yeah it was you basically summed it up pretty well um so this I, as always with a lot a loss there are questions um so do you like do you think that seattle just like knew what rsl's game plan was and countered it like perfectly or do you think that rsl was just disjointed and didn't really have a plan of attack i think it was I think it was the first one that they countered us. So, all right, I guess I'll just, I'll jump in here. Okay. So th- this is my tactical understanding of the game. And some of this I noticed during the first watch and some of it after listening to different people and seeing people post online, I went back and rewatched and noticed a few other things, but there, there were, I I mean, I've said this before. For us to go from a good team to a great team, we need to have variation in the way we attack. And right now, the only way we can effectively create chances to score is by going down the wings and sending in crosses. And you could tell that Seattle very quickly picked up on that and they would just corral us on one side and pinch us against the sideline, and we would either lose the ball 
or be forced to kick it all the way back to our back line. And then because of the way we were set up structurally, our when the ball would get recycled back to our back line, we wouldn't have any options. And most of the time we were like hitting a long ball and just hoping for someone to get onto the end of it. And we mm-hmm. would lose possession there. Like yeah. that, that was a pattern that happened over and over again in the game. And, and the issue is, so the announcers kind of brought this up in the broadcast, but our wingbacks love to push high, right? Yeah. And that's usually a good thing, but our wingers really like to stay wide as well. And especially in this game, and I, I think it was more because Seattle was, was pushing us like that's what they wanted to force us to do. Mm-hmm. But the way it, it went down, like our wingbacks and our wingers were occupying the same space consistently and so that forced one of our central midfielders to shift all the way and be like the back pass option. And and this is where the issue started to occur. So just for example, on one side, you have Oviedo and Saverino in essentially the same spot. And Ojeda, to make himself available, is forced to drop all the way back behind those two. And so now what do you have? We, we we have Caldwell in the middle of the field all alone, and that was it. Because the other issue was that Crylock was essentially playing as a second striker. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't helping in the midfield at all, and I love Crylock, but I it didn't work. Him at the 10 today, it really, really didn't work, and we we just lost the midfield. But yeah, like like when Caldwell or Ojeda would shift over to create that back pass option that essentially removes the midfield completely because then it's really easy for Seattle to defend one central midfield. Like mm-hmm. literally it, it, it was insane to me to go back and watch it and see like, you know, Caldwell or Ojeda, depending on which side of the field it was just like standing isolated in an Island wall are, winger on the opposite end and both Crylock and Julio were pushing the line mm-hmm. and then we had the back line and there was just like this massive gap between the back line and the front line and we we never really f- we never figured it out until we brought in Luna mm-hmm. and that's that's when that changed because we had an additional body in the midfield and he was picking up really good spaces but yeah, I mean it's it's something that I've been saying and like if you only have one one plan then it's easy for a good team to shut you down. Mm-hmm. And the difference between us and Seattle is like they can attack from any direction. They can attack up the middle, they can attack down the wings, they can send in crosses, they can send in through balls. Like Seattle's dynamic movement off the ball and their shape and structure is so much better than ours is. Mm-hmm. and it was that that was exposed in this game i think well um, so so credit seattle where credit is due they played they played their game very well um they had a lot of um pretty strings of possession um mm-hmm. and you know some of them led to the to the goals but i think the 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 point that we're trying to make is that it shouldn't be that easy like if if rsl is ever going to get to the point where you know they they are contending for to to be in the top four of the west they're going to have to put teams on their heels and just not allow them to play the style that they want to play seattle was able to play how however they 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 totally dictated the flow of the game and they were able to shut down every attacking opportunity that RSL had. So yeah. there, there needs to be some sort of change there to put them back on their heels and just gain some of some control of the game. Cause they literally, they, they were in Seattle's pocket at that point. Yeah, absolutely. We made it easy for them and we made it hard on ourselves. And I think I, I honestly pin a lot of this game 
on Master Wayne. And I'm hoping that he will learn from this. But, like, I'm not a soccer mastermind. And it was pretty obvious mm-hmm. to me that that he did not set the team up for success in this game. And, and credit to him, the substitutions we brought in changed the shape, the structure, and we looked so much better when we got our subs in. And part of that was that Seattle was letting us possess Mm -hmm. but i i still will give pablo credit for that but yeah it i mean i thought ojeda and caldwell both had bad games and our midfield got absolutely dominated but then i step back and i think they were set up to fail yeah we literally we we essentially had the back line of four a front line of four and then caldwell and ojeda isolated in the middle and the way we were playing, we were asking so much of our central midfielders yeah. and they can't do everything. You know, it's a team mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. Do you, you have anything else that you want to add there? I, after this, I want to talk about substitutions. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, no, I, I think that, yeah, we, we, I, yeah, we summed it up pretty good. So yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about substitutions. All right, so, yeah, what what did you think of the subs? So, um, let me refresh uh, my memory on who exactly came in at what time. I know generally who came in. Um, so, I liked them. <laughs> yes, I I I liked them too. Um, I've got it pulled up here. If if you don't have it yet, I, I I've got it. So, um, one thing I think that we both agreed on is. Anderson Julio should not be starting at this point. Um, Yeah. And to be honest, I was kind of excited to see Rubin go a full, you know, 70 minutes or whatever, because Pablo's been hyping him up, but he... (laughs) Yeah, we were both surprised that Mm -hmm. he didn't start. Yeah, because... I thought, you know, he's healthy and he's back. Yeah, he didn't play in the last game because he was suspended from from the playoffs, but, like... Yeah, I think we both expected him to to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Rubin is going to be the, the starting option up top. But um, yeah, bringing in Luna, um, like you said, really helped the, the flow of the offense. And Gomez looked, he looked better. There, there, were, some, there were some flashes of brilliance from him um during that game he had one of our only shots on target um yeah that that was i mean (laughs) it didn't look like it was gonna be just just based on like his run up and how far out he was but that shot had some power and Mm -hmm. whip to it i was like woo (laughs) and it came out of nowhere too i was like dang yeah he just took a shot um but yeah i i think they they were good subs and it makes me kind of wonder why those guys were on the bench to start out with but that's that's kind of a besides the point yeah i i thought luna and gomez were absolutely electric and they were honestly playing really well with each other Mm -hmm. there was good chemistry there and they were doing one twos and i thought like the the two things from luna it was his movement off the ball and the spaces he was Mm -hmm. occupying to make himself available that was what we were lacking the whole game like a midfielder that was getting into advanced positions that had the vision to make passes forward yeah and then gomez it was his ability to (sighs) dribble mostly but he also had some good key passes into the attacking third but he, yeah, I mean he he looks a little behind physically, and I still think that he's gonna have quite an adjustment period. Yeah. But there was there was that one run that I think me and you talked about where he made he like essentially made a diagonal run all the way across the field, dribbled into the box, and then had like a little chop back and almost got a shot off. Yeah. And that was just that little flash of brilliance. That made you think, 
okay, I see the potential. Mm-hmm. This this could be good. So and so yeah. I I think he got he got a little more time than he did last game, and he just kind of seems like a player that needs to warm up into the game, especially just right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. The first five minutes, he like had to get his feet under him, but then once he settled, yeah, yeah, you're right. He got a full thirty minutes. Yeah, in this one, I- I'll tell you, I'm ready to see hit both him and Luna start on <laughs> on Saturday. I would not be mad. Me too. Do I think it's gonna yeah. happen? I think I think Gomez is more likely than Luna at this point, which is kind of depressing but that's I, th- I just think that's the reality at this point yeah i do too i the issue is man i don't know uh, i i've been really against Crylock at the nine mm-hmm. because he doesn't do a lot of the nine things great <laughs> yeah um but I just really don't want him at the 10 after last game. Mm-hmm. He he just wasn't as involved as you need your 10 to be. Crylock yeah. is a great player, but he isn't he he isn't usually very involved in the buildup. He's a poacher. He yep. hangs around the box and he picks up um scraps and he finishes chances, but he doesn't create, you know? Yeah. And He's in the right yeah. place at the right time. Like yeah, he, exactly. He can. But there was a black pass. hole with him there. Yeah. <laughs> he he can pass. He can you know hold up, but that's mostly what he's good at. Is yeah. being in the in the right place at the right time. Whereas Luna's a completely different kind of player. He he creates chances. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Krylock necessarily does that. Yeah. So looking at our roster. Is there anyone on this team other than Luna that you would feel comfortable with at the 10? Um, maybe Savarino, but I don't, I, that's not his natural position. So I, I think if we were to play him at the 10, we would lose, you know, productivity from him, but he, he would be the next one. Miram in certain circumstances I could see maybe but hmm. that's yeah that's it that's kind of where I'm at too and so now I'm questioning is a a four two three one really what we want to be doing well so so i I've, I've been giving this a great deal of thought actually um and if you if you look and just like just like watch how they how they move on offense um they always the, the defense will always leave either three or four people back because we, we like to involve the wings in the mm-hmm. in the play so usually what will happen is if we're attacking from the right side brody will get involved in the play and um you know whoever's playing in a four two three one whoever's playing the right uh center defensive mid will also get involved but then the other one will stay home. And usually with the center backs, and occasionally the other wing back will get involved, but usually they will stay home as well. Yeah. Um, and the problem with that, with with changing formations to like a like a four four two, for example, and playing Luna and having like a dedicated ten is that you take the um the flexibility away from the central defensive midfielder. They they have to stay all the time. Whereas the the 10 is is constantly going up because and and I'm not saying that this is how it needs to be. I'm saying this is how they play. This is like this is how Pablo wants to play. Like I could I could totally see that in the way that they move and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I think he may be a little hesitant because of that. Um and let's be honest, I think we, you know, we can use the defensive stability of, of leaving three or four behind. Yeah, um, I think otherwise we get burned on the counterattack. And then, so I'm I'm not against that, yeah. you know. But the, the question is, is there a six who is good enough to 
good enough defensively to take up that role. Um, at this point, I think we'd either be looking at Ojeda or Ruiz um, to yeah, to be I'm, a dedicated I'm six. Sold. I'm not sold on Ojeda. Yeah. I don't. I don't trust him enough. He he makes errant passes too often mm-hmm. to be a true six. I think. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying, and my one, my one. I guess comment on that would be if our like central midfielders are Caldwell and Ojeda, I don't think we lose a lot if they are not getting involved in the attack Mm -hmm. because I haven't seen anything from those two that make me think they, they add a ton of value, but they need to be involved in the attack. Yeah, like Caldwell, absolutely, and we know that, and he's a veteran, and he's a six. Yeah, He doesn't get involved in the attack. A lot of people like Ojeda getting forward, and last season he looked good, but this season he has not looked mm-hmm. good. Um, And, yeah, maybe that's partly the, the system we're playing, but, like, as things currently stand, I wouldn't be torn up if he wasn't getting involved in the attack because he hasn't been adding anything to the attack. And, I mean, if they're playing the 4-2-3-1, I mean, you'd theoretically have... I mean, you could play with two eights, or you could play with a dedicated six and then an eight, and then you have the one in the middle play the tent. Like, there are a number of ways you can do it, but going back to the Vancouver game, um, you had Ojeda playing basically the six because i think that laffelson is more of an eight than ojeda is well yeah i think that i think that ojeda is more of a six than laffelson let's put it that way um but then this game you had ojeda and caldwell and you you would assume that caldwell's going to kind of take over the six role where ojeda is more of the eight so i don't know if i've seen ojeda be you know, better at one or the other. To be honest, I don't know if I recognized a lot of difference in the way that he was playing. Yeah, um, me neither. I mean, it all works out like that on paper, but in the actual game, it's totally different. But, um, yeah, so there, I think there are a bunch of problems in the midfield right now. Um, and I don't know how Pablo is going to solve them or if he's even willing to solve them. He, we might just roll out the same lineup and hope for the best against Austin. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be opposed to starting Luna at the 10 and starting Crylock at the nine. Honestly, if that's how we get the, you know, it's it's all about getting our best eleven on the field, right? Yeah. Like, and if that's how we do it, because I on I honestly and think that Luna deserves to be starting at this point. And I, I do too. I feel like a lot of fans feel that way as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, shall we? Shall we prep Austin? I think I'm. I'm burnt out on my Seattle. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to be able to talk about this for forever. I'm ready to move okay. on. <laughs> um, so, yes, we will talk about Austin. But first, the CONCACAF Champions League was a thing that happened. Oh, um, yes. There were so many good things mm-hmm. that happened. Yes. Fantastic. So, um, Austin got in somehow. It's because they were the they were the best team in the in the West. They had the best record in the West, other than LAFC, who won the Supporter Shield. Um, so they got yeah. in on that, um, but they did not look like they deserved to be there. Well, they t- they played their MLS Next Pro side. <laughs> well, they did not. Okay, I'm sorry. You you still should be able to beat this this Haitian team. Yeah, and that's what people were saying. But, like, at the same time, it's like, you weren't taking this game seriously. So mm-hmm. why are you surprised, you know, that you 
were not prepared. <laughs> In other words, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> <laughs> they got demolished though. Mm-hmm. It was three to zero. Three zero. And it, it was really funny. I I don't know if you saw the goals. Did you see all of them? I saw the own goal. That's the only one that I saw. Okay, the first two goals were exactly the same play. <laughs> it was like a through ball down the left channel, a cross sent in, and a towering header from their number nine inside the six. And it happened like twice within five minutes, and it was almost the exact same play. Like, it was insane, and <laughs> it was really, really funny. <laughs> so um yeah austin does not look to be in the best of form at the moment i mean uh just look at their last three games they um lost to st louis at home the newest it's like losing to a baby almost because they're like that was like their first game i mean yeah but at the same time st louis is two and oh so yeah but they beat i okay i i don't think that st louis is like anything special i think they're an average team i just think that austin and charlotte had bad games against well charlotte's i don't think charlotte's that good i think austin had a is in sort of a slump right now um and then austin um barely beat montreal in the dying seconds of the game they scored a goal to go ahead against montreal and then they lost 3-0 to violette is that how we're deciding it's pronounced I think that's how you say it. Violet. They lost to Violet, a, a team from <laughs> from Haiti, three uh, zero. So, not the best of results for Austin. And if you're an RSL fan, I think you're kind of uh, licking your chops here a little bit. Yeah, I think we should expect to win this game. See. I, I told you this before. I think we went walking away. I think we win 3-0. Um, and, yeah, just totally dominate them in every in every way. That would be great for the home opener. But So, again, they played almost exclusively backups yeah. against Violet. So, most of their starters will be fully rested for the game against us. So that that will be a factor. Like Drew Easy, I don't think he even traveled with the team. <laughs> Drew like couldn't just, be bothered to go to Haiti. Yeah, he just stayed in Austin. Um so yeah, they they will be bringing out their best 11 against us. Yeah. But I yeah. I I think we win. I don't think we win comfortably like you do but i think we win i have full confidence in our boy i think i think gomez scores a goal i'm going as far as to predict that i really want both gomez and luna to start (laughs) (sighs) we one can only dream right yeah um one thing going back to the Concacaf champions league did you see the dog yes the dog this was in the, the philadelphia game or the orlando game the philadelphia game against allianz we can't not talk about the dog (laughs) a dog ran on the field in the middle of the game and like grabbed the ball and just like started running off with it (laughs) and then the the funniest thing for me was the security guard that just like went and picked him up and then you see the dog and and he's just like so happy he's like he was (laughs) (laughs) he's the he's the goodest boy he was loving life. I, I thought he was going to, like, fight when he got picked up, but he was just like, oh, okay, where are we going now? <laughs> I, I cannot, that that gives me flashbacks to when I was in Chile. I cannot tell you how many times, like, one time we were playing ping pong outside, and then this, this stray dog just jumped on top of the ping pong table and snatched the ping pong ball out of the air. <laughs> it was It was crazy, and we're like, we're both like, uh... What do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> but he, he just saw the ball. He's like, that looks like fun. I want to go down there. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Oh, one other thing. I have to give a shout out to the band that traveled with Violette 
the band. They were honestly the MVP of the game. Yes. Literally, that band was so loud you couldn't even hear the announcers. And oh. they were just like playing this super loud. I don't know exactly what like type of music it 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 was. Like it I don't know. I'm gonna sound really dumb and uncultured, but like it sounded like mariachi, like Hey <laughs> like really loud, like and uh it it was just it was great. Like I was on the game thread while they were playing and everyone is like the band is back <laughs> turn that up <gasps> and it it just like it was peak Concacaf, right yeah. like austin is losing 3-0 to some obscure team from haiti and the stadium is like empty and you can't even hear the announcers because this band is just <laughs> blasting music I loved uh, every second of that game. <laughs> that sounds great. So, what was was this game on Apple TV? No, this was on Fox. Oh, which which that was another thing, and that this is part of why I love the band so much. Alexi Lalas was calling the game, uh, <laughs> and so literally, like the band would start playing, and like I was like, oh my goodness, I can't hear Lalas talk anymore this is fantastic (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to hear that ginger talk i don't want to hear what he has to say yeah but but it wasn't just me everyone else in the game thread loved the band there was one guy they stopped playing like 10 minutes after the first goal was scored Mm -hmm. and he was just like i would like to speak with whoever silenced the band (laughs) (laughs) Good good times. You should go listen I, to the band. I, I will have to. That, yeah. that sounds amazing. I will say that, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I I think that the Apple TV announcers need to turn up their sound or whatever because I can never hear what they're saying in relation to the crowd. Like, the crowd is always so much louder than the announcers. Yeah. And actually, that was another thing we didn't talk about with the Seattle game. But that broadcast was ooh, rough. Yeah, again. there was one. There was one point where the audio was bad for like a full five minutes or something like that. Yeah, and it was like hurting your ears, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "All right, time to mute the game." That's how bad it was. Yeah, it's not great. But let's hope it gets fixed. I did. I did try uh, MLS three sixty um oh yeah what'd you think of it that was nice dude i don't like sasha question (laughs) i'm i'm sorry and whoever that girl is that's also one of the 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 commentators she just some of the things that she says i'm like are you do you actually know what you're talking about she well i i like her i feel like she's there to keep everyone on track You're, I thought I think it's the other dude, not Bradley Wright Phillips, but the other dude. He's like the the one that's like business. But she she said something. She's like, it's like yeah, it's like you're playing FIFA with with your mates. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you British? Like, why did you call your friends mates? Like, what what are yeah. you doing? I don't know. That's fair. I that's fair. But I also she asks good questions yeah i think to the other like ex players because uh-huh. she she hasn't been a player so she brings a different perspective where yeah. the other guys at least bradley wright phillips and question were players yeah and so they're always like talking about well back when i played um yeah i don't know well I don't, yeah I don't... I don't hate anyone on there I don't like question. Bradley Wright Phillips can do no wrong. Love that guy. Um, you just love his voice. I didn't know he's British. That was crazy. I heard him like, what? Dude. I thought, I I thought really you were American. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback. Um, yeah. But no, it was pretty good. Like, you know, with everything, there are trade-offs. Because like, you get to see all the goals, but like you don't get to, you don't really get the full feel of the game. You don't get the ebbs and flows. And like, I actually went back and watched um, both the uh, the Vancouver uh, San Jose game and then the Austin 
uh, Montreal game just so I could get, like, I wanted to get, like, a better, just, like, see, cause, especially because we're playing Austin, I wanted to see how they actually did, and you don't really get that with MLS 316, but you do, you are aware of all of the other results that are happening, and that's really nice, so. Yeah, it's it's a very distant look. Yeah. But you're right, you, you, you lose the flow of the game, like, who's pressing, mm-hmm. Who, who's on their heels and you, yeah. you like you can't really tell like you can't really tell anything about a team's style of play for example mm-hmm. um by just seeing the goals they're like you you miss a lot of the story but i mean it's basically like you're watching highlights in real time that's really what it is yeah that is and i i do think that sometimes the the team has good insight into yeah. like Oh, that's great that those two players scored. That that is something that needs to click for this team for them to be doing mm-hmm. well. And I'm like, okay, interesting players to watch, right? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I I would like them to show less of the panel just like talking about whatever. Yeah. And show more of the game like have pick one game and have it on. Yeah. And then if there are goals elsewhere, then you can bounce elsewhere, but I'd rather like always have a game on. You know what I'm saying? I also, yeah, I also feel like they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants sometimes. Cause like, I remember one time the dude's like, all right, where do you guys want to go? And then Sasha question is like, let's watch the Chicago game. And then they went there for a couple of seconds. And then the, the other guy's like, yeah, we're not going to watch oh, this yeah. game anymore. We're going to watch this game. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he say something like, uh, the producer, producer yeah. has vetoed yeah. you. <laughs> We're going to this game instead, and I I thought that was funny yeah. too. <laughs> it's like it's like Sa- Sasha doesn't know what he's talking about. I think they'll probably iron that out eventually. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I will say that you know they didn't have to play all the games at the same time, and this wouldn't have yeah. been an issue. But Why'd they do that. I it. Well, I I bet you it's one hundred percent for mls 360 like Mm. because you have to think from like from like a first time fans perspective if you just like you're just getting into soccer it's really nice because you let you see everything that's happening and you get all of it but like for us who enjoy the game it's you you lose a lot of it you lose a lot of the anal- the points of analysis. Because if we were just analyzing goals, it'd be no fun. Well, it would still be fun, but I I get your point, yeah. I think I think they want to show people like, hey, look, there are goals in soccer. Yeah. Like things MLS happen. MLS three sixty is their attempt to like bring in new people. But it's behind a paywall, so that and Ted Lasso. How effective is that really being? But anyway, wait. MLS three hundred and sixty is not free. You have, you have to be a subscriber. Oh shoot! I should have fact checked. I'm not sure about that. Huh. I think, I think it's behind the paywall. I think I'm you're right because sure. there are some games that are, like, you have to be a subscriber. Like you have to have the MLS season pass. And that wouldn't make mm-hmm. any sense if they're like, "Oh, we can't go to this game because you have to yeah. you have to be a pass a pass holder." Yeah. But anyways, that's what we think right now. But don't hold it to us. I don't feel like looking it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, um, what's your score prediction for the Austin game? I know you said you think RSL is going to win, but what's your score prediction? I'm gonna say two to one. Two to one RSL. Yeah. All right. I I will I will have it known that I guessed the score correctly for last game. I guessed Seattle one two zero, and I was right. Well done. So true. That means my prediction is better than yours for this week. I got first week right, not the score though. Well, yeah, if we're result. just doing results, then that's stupid. <laughs> then we're tied, one-to-one. <laughs> but if we're doing score, you're zero, I'm one, soon to be two, because RSL's going to win 3-0. <laughs> I would love to get more than two goals. 
So, if yeah. Luna starts three zero, if Luna doesn't start, they lose one zero. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Well, All I, right. I, that that's not that's not a serious prediction. Three zero is a serious <laughs> prediction. The losing one zero is not, and it's not tied to Luna starting. Just All right. just forget the last like minute of me talking i mean you do edit this you could cut it out no i think it's valuable mm. anytime that i'm talking is valuable <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that is enough for um this episode um but yeah we're really excited for the game hopefully you guys are too um and we will see you guys next week hopefully with some good news See you next time.